Um, and I don't know how he starts the intro. So for uh, this uh, one, two, three, ding, ding, ding. Um, what's up, guys? <laughs> it's your boy Evan Emataki. I don't know how to start the intro on this thing. Um, as you can see, we are down. Our humble host DeAndre. He had some personal stuff going on. We wish you nothing but the best, brother man. Absolutely. Um, but this is Masturbators presents the Three Count. It's a wrestling podcast. Like I said, my name is Evan Emataki, and today I'm joined, as always, by one of my best co-hosts. Go ahead, say what's up, co-host. Hey, what's up, guys? This is your boy Shenanigan J, and what a weekend! Two pay-per-views. Some of these decisions or some of these choices in our rankings might surprise you. Some might not. Yeah, definitely. This uh, this weekend, um, I also managed to half sleep because pe- for people who don't know, I'm recovering from surgery. I also managed to half sleep, half watch uh, NXT Worlds Collide. I managed uh-huh. to see uh, Braun Breaker beat Tyler Bate, and I what I, what I thought was a good match. Um, okay. Consensusly, a lot of people are saying that Worlds Collide was a really good pay per view. Um, and I'm sad I didn't watch more of it, but them and them painkillers fucked me up. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Now, now, where was Worlds Collide? Was that on? Now, was that on the Peacock? That was on Peacock, and it was this morning. It started at, uh, I want to say, twelve thirty or one. Oh, yeah, Pacific early. time. Was that from Cardiff as well? <clears throat> no, that was from the Performance Center. Oh, Performance Center. Wow. Okay. Yes. So they did not go across the but they did not go across the boat to see that. So okay. Uh, good pay per view, nonetheless. Um, Braun Breaker is now the solo. Uh, we'll talk about that solo lead in later. Um, he is now the solo champion for the NXT brand. Uh, Mandy Rose is now the solo women's champion. Um, and those were the two titles I got unified, but man, yeah. it was, it's, it's been a roller coaster of a weekend. Yeah, man. Seriously. And then that we had, t- I had two fantasy drafts over the past two days, man. Uh, it's a good time to be a sports fan. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Football is back. <laughs> yeah, this uh, I think Thursday's the kickoff of Buffalo, and I forgot who else. Um, yep. But since it is getting late on Jay's side of the ocean or side of this country, let's go ahead and jump right into it. We're going right. to start by talking about Clash of the Castle, aka if you were on the West Coast, this bitch started at nine o'clock, Ooh. and I was up and watched the whole thing. Um, as always, this is our pay per view ranking show. We are going to talk about the matches on the pay per view card, and we're going to rank them one to whatever the amount of matches there was. On Clash of the Castle, it just so happened to be six. Jay, I'm gonna start off with you. And there's been a lot of debate on this following match and how long or how not long this person is going to hold their championship. We're gonna start out with Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler for the WWE SmackDown Women's World Championship. Oh man. All right. So this was uh honestly out of the six match card. This is ranked number six on my card. Um, I believe that this is no way believable that the way that they made this match that Shayna Baszler, first of all, we already knew that Shayna Baszler wasn't going to win this match. Just didn't know in what fashion. Um, Liv Morgan, like I said, I'm tried. We, we tried here at the three count. We tried to be. Believers, <laughs> at least I did. <laughs> Speak just for yourself. I am still a believer. Okay. 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 But I just cannot get behind this, man. It was not a good match. Uh, 
just overall just bad. And I thought, I honestly thought that we were going to see Ronda Rousey be booked here in some form or fashion. No Ronda Rousey. So I'm pretty sure that uh, we're going to get a rematch of some sorts coming up. Extreme Rules this next month. I'm pretty sure that's what we're going to get at some point in time. I, I truly still think they're saving Ronda again for the next big pay-per-view. I think this might be a one-off against somebody like a Natty or potentially uh, like ride the high of the SmackDown Women's Tag Team Championship. Aaliyah, for some reason, gets thrown in there. But I, I definitely think it's coming to an end shortly. Um, so you said you put it six, right? Yes, that is six. Okay, so we're twinning. as, um, And I also have Dre's picks here. Dre did not pick. Uh, for AEW, because like I said, he had some personal stuff going on, but he did pick the WWE Clash of the Castle results. Uh, shocker to everyone involved, we all picked this match to be dead last. Um, unfortunately, it just was not a solid match, in my opinion. Um, we all know that Liv is extremely not believable as a champ right now. She hasn't been since she lost to Ronda Rousey because she's been nursing the quote-unquote arm injury. Um it's the, the whole, you know, I was made for this. This is what I've dreamed of. Hopes and dreams only get you so far. Um, whereas reality and talent and actual physical capability get you a lot farther. So I still say live is holding until the rumble. Um, there are plenty of people who think it's the 90 days, which is creeping up. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll give it, it that. But, <laughs> uh, this was everyone's unanimous last place match almost for the entire weekend. But we'll yeah. talk about that in just a little bit. Um, let's hop into one of the interesting twists of the night that the three count booking agency once again called, uh, edge and Ray Mysterio versus the judgment day. I will start on this one. Go ahead. I got this fourth and there was only six matches. So it's in the bottom half. Um, this match was kind of a filler match. It was needed to progress the storyline of the judgment day. I am genuinely shocked. The judgment day did not win. I actually picked them to win here because I think that they're just going to steamroll them. And because of something that happened at the end of the match, which for those who didn't watch, spoiler alert, Dominic yeah. Mysterio turned on his daddy. And yep. we've been calling this for months. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. For months. <laughs> he kicked Edge in the nuts, turned around, and gave his dad a clothesline from hell that made JBL stand up. And Dominic is now basically turning on the Mysterio bloodline. And it's an interesting thing to do. Um, me thinking Edge and and da- and uh, Ray getting the win here was strictly only to set up the Mysterio turn, but I don't like it. Also, okay. uh, shout out to Ray Mysterio for semi popping uh, Rhea Ripley. We've been talking for a while here. Rhea needs to yeah. get her ones because she keeps putting her hands on oh, yeah. uh, on men. And something else sort of similar <laughs> happened in the uh, the mixed tag team match on AEW during the kickoff show, which we'll get into that because I, I have to talk about that one. But oh, yeah. I put this one fourth. Didn't think it was necessary, but the heel turn that we all predicted 14 days ago, 10 miles ago, um, w- was necessary. So go ahead, Jay. Uh, we are twinning again. I have that at number four as well. Like I said, it. it it, it was number four because I wanted to see, like you said, we've been talking about this for months. I, I wanted to see that heel turn. And for me personally, I think it was a heel turn that was a long time coming. So WWE needed to pull the trigger eventually. Looks like they're going to pull it. Looks like they have pulled it. Sorry. But um, the match itself is is fine. But like I said, if we always, it seems like we always see this match 
for a thousand times each. We week. need a new feud. We need a new feud for the Judgment Day. Get Edge exactly. out of it. Get Mysterio out of it. Move on. Yeah, we've been seeing it every week for the last eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, don't get me wrong; they're all they're all great wrestlers, but we see it so many times throughout week after week. It's just uh, you lose interest, and I think that's what happened here. Like I said, I agree with you, Ev. It's time for a new feud. So it looks like we it looks like we have something going on. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with this father son thing. It'll it'll pull Ray out of this feud, which I think is good. I think a change of pace for Ray helps now, and I think this sets up Dominic going down to NXT because I truly think Ray's out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was another tease yeah. on the other show that showed somebody else else might be out the door. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but I'm ready for this to be over. Um, DeAndre also had this fourth um, uh, funny story. Uh, Three through six, I think we twinned on everything. I think our top two is where everything gets twisted. But three through six was pretty much a twin across the board. Um, I'm going to stop picking on some of the lower rank matches now, and I'm going to go into one of the better <laughs> rank matches. Uh, go ahead and give me your thoughts on Seth Rollins versus they now are calling him Matt Riddle. You know what? I'm happy that we're starting to have names again. Absolutely. Oh, my God. So I, I'm good. so happy. I'm so happy we're starting to have names again. Even though Theory uh, does not want Austin Theory. He just wants Theory. Uh, he went, he, he went on an interview wants- saying he does not want his first name back. All right. So, yeah, that's fine. If he doesn't want it, that's fine. But I'm, I'm glad we have Matt Riddle back. This uh, match that I have, Matt versus Seth, is actually number two on my list. Uh, this match was one of the better uh, wrestling buildups that we had so far this year. This is one of two, I think. The other one is on another, the other show, which we'll talk about. But I think this is one of the better buildups um, this year as far as uh, match build. Uh, this was good. This is good writing. The fact yeah. that they, 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 they pulled the cuffs off, and since we didn't talk about this week's shows, the fact that Seth was able to be like, let's talk about how your wife and kids don't want you no more. You're new, you and your bitch ass. Yes. They're going back into the solid personal, I'm going to come to your house and beat your ass feuds yes. like they had in the late 90s, and it's working so yes, well. It's working, and uh, I know uh, we're going to talk about this next week with Dre because we're going to get into a, a nice uh, discussion about this, but this is what I mean, this is wrestling. Two grown men having an issue, and the only way to settle it out is to fight. That's what gets people interested. It was a good, Absolutely. hard-hitting match with a good story. Seth killed it with the Rocket Man outfit. <laughs> that was great. That was that so was good. He killed it with the Rocket Man outfit. Again, like I said, it was a highly anticipated match, something that I was willing to, I wanted to see. I like how the match went out through control, uh, where Riddle explodes, loses control, allows him to make the one mistake that cost him the match, and it did. I think we're going to get a blow-off match next month at uh, Extreme Rules, which I'm perfectly fine with because we'll get an awesome gimmick match of some sorts. Oh, it'll be an Extreme Rules match at least. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Dre also put this match number – or sorry, I'm sorry, not number – you said two? Yes. Uh, this was Dre's number one. Okay. Which I can I can see. I can see I can the see argument it. for. Um, I personally also had this match number two. 
I think me and Jay twinned this entire pay-per-view. I, I think we did. Um, but <laughs> this was my number two. Why? It wasn't the best wrestling match of the night. It was the best story of yeah. the night. You know, the personal, the, the, the personal issues between Riddle and, and Rollins, it makes you believe they just don't like each other. The the fight, the pre the pre-match fight where they're just fighting outside the ring because they don't want to fucking they just want to go at each other. Yep. Um, this proves time and time again why Seth Rollins is the best worker in the WWE. Yep. And deserves Absolutely. to be the main guy. Not Roman, not Drew McIntyre. Yeah, Seth yeah. freaking Rollins is the hardest working man in this business. The I only agree. person who even comes close to him, in my opinion, is Kevin Owens. Yeah. Um I Seth agree. Rollins deserves to be number one in this company, and this is why. He had three matches with Cody Rhodes that were all fucking fantastic. And all his first post-Cody Rhodes program is a damn near five-star match with Matt Riddle. Yeah. So, And Seth this was the is, first time they actually had a match because I don't think they had a match leading up. This is their first singles match. Exactly. No, yeah, this was their first singles match. Seth is the best thing working in WWE, and they need to reward him soon with a major title push because Seth is the kind of talent that if you push him out of this company, which – AW showed that they're willing to pay somebody because they paid somebody. Yep. <laughs> if you lose Seth, you're fucked because Seth is your best talent. Um, yeah. I put this number two. Uh, Jay, you had this two. DeAndre had this one. Not a bad ranking. No, um, no. We're going to go back into the bad, I'm assuming, because I want to save the last two for the last two because they were good. Um, the six women tag team match between Bailey, EO Sky, and uh, – Sorry, uh, yeah, Io Sky and Dakota Kai against Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and um, Bianca Belair. I will start on this one. Um, I put this fifth. Unfortunately, I hate it that it sounds like I'm bashing women's wrestling again, but this match was not good. Alexa was not strong in this match. Asuka was probably could have done better. You have to look at the talent that they're going up against as well. Dakota Kai, even though everyone loves her, not the best wrestler in the world. She pairs up well with Alexa Bliss. Obviously, Asuka and Eosky, they're both Japanese in background, or at least come from Japanese wrestling styles. They work well together. Uh, Bianca and Bailey were the two interesting parts to this because they never really worked together pre-Bianca's rise to fame and Bailey coming back. This is their first interaction, really, on the main roster that I've seen. So yeah. I don't think the storytelling was there. I am not surprised who got the win because I picked – I was the only person in my family to pick uh, Bailey, Sky, and Kai because I didn't think okay. they were going to bring them back just to lose. They were already pissed off about losing the women's tag team championships to Smiley and a nobody. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That I didn't think they were going to have them lose two events in a row. And so okay. I put this one fifth. And if I'm not mistaken, DeAndre has it fifth as well. Okay. All right. All right. And uh, I think we're, we're triplets on this one. I have this at number five, but I have this number five for different reasons. Only because it's the the match layout and because it's only six matches it's a little bit uh you know some things have to be at the bottom doesn't mean it's a bad match i personally actually enjoyed this match i thought the match was actually good i thought it was a very fun match that allowed everybody to uh do their thing at at, in various points in time in the match Mm -hmm. um i actually like the finish i like the finish i like bailey pinning uh bianca on uh a screw job because what this does this sets up a championship program between bailey and uh bianca belair 
which I think is going to be a really fantastic uh, singles match. So uh, I'm actually okay with it and, and for storyline purposes moving forward. And also, we finally get a name for Bailey, Sky, and Kai, Damage Control. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting choice. <laughs> I wasn't 100% I it was behind it. I, I thought it was an interesting choice, but Damage Control, I, I'm, I guess I'm okay with We've got Judgment Day. We've got Damage. I'm sorry, The Judgment Day. We've got Damage Control. We have (laughs) the Viking Raiders. They're terrible. WWE is horrendous in naming tag teams and stables. The best one they did was The Shield. The Nation of Domination is up there. Degeneration X is up there. Absolutely. But they don't name stables well. New Day does not make any fucking sense. Let's be 100% real. The no. New Day makes zero sense, but it works because of who's more, in More the personalities got the New exactly. Day over than the actual name itself. Because I, yeah, no, I, I remember when the New Day started and it was a gospel thing. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was uh, Xavier Woods basically being Brother Love kind of. Yeah. Or, or, or Brother Deep Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then it just became something else. They were heels for a little bit and then they weren't. I was oh my God. I could talk about that stable. That stable just a lot of things. Um, So... Uh, we were talking about the six women tag match. We all ranked that fifth. Unfortunately, please stop telling us we're sexist, even though nobody has. The women's wrestling just isn't great right now. It's not for lack of trying. But your best women wrestlers are not wrestling right now. Rhea's fighting men. Um, Charlotte's gone doing something. Um, yeah. so there's not a whole lot of choice, unfortunately. You'll see an example of a good women's match later on when we talk about AEW because one of the matches was good. Um, anyways, um, let's go ahead and talk about, we got two matches left on this card, uh, two matches that were very interesting choices down the road. Um, the first we'll talk about Gunther and Sheamus. Go ahead and give me your thoughts on Gunther and Sheamus with the return of Giovanni Vinci and Imperium. I'm so happy about that. I'm happy about that. The return of, 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 of Giovanni Vinci. So now we have the Imperium, which definitely the WWE men's tag team division definitely needs a uh, a new team and a boost. And it looks like we got it with the Imperium. Oh, and there's at least one more tag team coming from NXT, I think. I think the because uh, the Creed brothers, the Creed brothers just lost, and I think they'll be okay. up next. Which is fine because, like I said, this tag team division, that tag team division needs uh, needs more tag teams. Official tag mm-hmm. teams, they're not just singles wrestlers pieced together. They need actual tag teams because whether people believe it or like I said, tag team wrestling is a special attraction and it's it a is. specialty. And it's a specialty. It's always been a specialty. And uh, I think you can have a tag team wrestler who can go be a talented singles wrrestler, aka Triple H, aka Shawn Michaels were able to hop in and out of tag teams all they wanted because they were great singles wrestlers. Mm-hmm. But then you have guys who don't do so well outside of a tag team. Xavier mm-hmm. Woods, uh, the other Uso, not main event Jay, but the, the DUI Uso. Yeah. Um, he's not good outside of a singles, outside of a tag team. Um, let's be real. The Dudley boys weren't that great outside of tag teams either. That's why Bully Ray never got over. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we definitely need an influx of solid tag teams who are people who have been tag teams. Yes, absolutely. So this is, this is definitely uh, – a good added to to the Gunther stable. Uh, this is my number one match, and also I believe this is my 
aside from what happened in the main event in the other pay-per-view, this was my match of the weekend. This was a good, solid two bulls going to war. This match was the perfect match for what these two men do. They're not going to do anything other than what you expect them to do just by off of how they look. And he did exactly that. It was old school brutality, physicality at the highest level. The chops were brutal. Gunther's chops were always The chops were brutal. Gunther's Gunther's the best chopper in the business. He reminds me of a Chris Benoit. I know that's a controversial take, but when Chris Benoit chopped you, you felt that shit? Yeah. And that's what Gunther chops like. The chops were brutal, man, and they were laying them in on each other, man. They were open, and they were laying those things in on each other, man. It was the true war of attrition. I'm going to wear you down and beat you till you can't stand up anymore. Uh, back and forth, great finish. I believe I did pick uh, Gunther to retain the title. But either way, it still did not do anything to hurt uh, Seamus at all. At all. No, and honestly, I think the <laughs> wrong, in my opinion, I do think the wrong guy won here. I thought it should have been Seamus for everything Seamus has done for this company. But Gunther winning here makes 100% sense. Yeah, you, you you have your monster foreign heel now. Exactly. Going, so going forward, Dre put this as number two, which is literally the only match we're not all three. Yeah, twinning on this pay per view. This was also my number one. All right. Um, this was a f- not a match. It's a fight. This dude. was a fight. <laughs> this was a fucking fight. This yeah. could almost be. Hey, Seamus, here's what we're going to do. Let's get there however we do it. No plan. Okay, fuck yep, it. No plan. Yep. No we're plan. just fighting. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. This was just two dudes, two big bodies, because this is the biggest test Gunther's faces in entire career yeah, so far. Exactly. And this is no slouch. It's not like he's facing dancing Shanky. Uh, no. It's not like he's facing Omas, who's just, I'm big for no reason. He's facing a guy who is. His height, his body build, his yeah. speed, his strength, and not to mention who was arguably the greatest Irish-born wrestler in and the has history. A great, of and has a great resume. And has a great resume. And he has every a, title. A Hall except, of yeah. Famer. Yeah. So this was, in my opinion, the best match of Gunther's career. The best match of Sheamus's career. You could I, tell I these agree. two yeah. dudes were just fucking spent when it yeah. was done. This is what solid wrestling in the ring looks like, WWE. We need more of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) We need bring me back a motherfucking cruiserweight division. Why? Because I want to see guys doing all this shit with guys their size, not a cruiserweight trying to do it to the big show. That makes zero sense because you need size cells. Big on big. Great. Little on little. Speed kills. Yeah. You need to duplicate the success of what Seamus Gunther was. And you need to get tag team titles on Imperium now. I agree. Because Imperium, if when you saw it, when they were when they had all the NXT UK gold, they were more dominant than the bloodline. Yeah. 
They Definitely. ran NXT UK for the better part of a year. Now, do you think that uh, Gunther didn't need a single fucking hand to win his matches? No, he didn't. He won all his shit, and Imperium just stood there lockstep. Bow. Yeah. We Absolutely. need this. This now, is the start of something good, Triple H. Push Gunther to the fucking moon. Change his name back to Walter. Change Giovanni Vinci back to uh, Fabian Eichner. Yeah. We no, need this. Yeah. This is I the agree. best thing. This is the best, third best match of 2021 or 2022 for WWE. Oh, easy. 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 Yeah. Outside, well, outside, of, outside of Cody Seth at that Hell in a Cell. And I would say for me personally, outside of Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. <laughs> Just because that match still blows my mind to this day that that happened. Yeah. Um, this was one of the best matches I've seen in the past five years for WWE. Okay. Run with it, Triple H. Yeah. Now, do you think they should? I think that the, the Usos should drop to a babyface team before so that we can have a babyface uh, versus team. the bad ver, versus Ver-versus, the bad guy. Yeah. Versus the bad foreigners. Or keep keep Imperium good. I don't see how you but, make but, that. But are they, but are they still here? No. Gunther, Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser is just doing what Gunther says. I wouldn't. But you know what? But, but you just, know, you know what? Wrestlers. You're, at, you're honestly. You that, that can. You're right. I think. I think with the way that Imperium, they don't have to be to be like, hey, we're we're old school wrestling. The way that Imperium's built, and the way that that Walter's built, and the things that he do, I I think you're right. You can get away with having that heel versus it because i'm not a heel i'm not a baby face i'm just a wrestler we just come to do our job and just beat people up and uh and take titles all right here's so yeah, what so you I do agree. i agree with you gunther gunther keeps the intercontinental for at least a year he needs it, he needs it for a year monster yeah <laughs> imperium beats the usos reigns looks at them and says y'all are weak i don't need you anymore send solo solo wins the NXT, the, the NXT championship off Braun Breaker comes back up to the main roster. He's like, I've got I've got two of the three, I've got the, the biggest belts in the yard, and y'all didn't do shit for me. I'm done with you. Out of the bloodline. That's how you turn the Usos babyface. Okay. I got you. But don't do it, I think, at the sacrifice of the Imperium. What they have and what they can do is fantastic. And they need to no, run yeah. with it. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we have we have one more match left. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we got one more match left. Um, I will tell Dre started this one off. Um, I'm pretty sure we all twinned on this. This is the uh Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre match. Um, Dre put it third, and if I'm not mistaken, we all have it third. Am I not wrong? You're absolutely right. We all have it at three. Yeah, um. The interesting part about this wasn't the match. I truly think Seamus, Drew McIntyre should have won here. The best part of this match was I literally was talking to Alexis 45 minutes before this match started. <laughs> When's Solo coming up? Uh. <laughs> and all of a sudden, with no Usos because they can't get into the country with their uh-huh. DUI history, Solo Sikoa is there to save the day for the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the family for the street champion. Solo Sokoa. Now, this match was better than I anticipated. This yeah. was the most I've seen Roman do in a long time. As far as wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. As far as wrestling. As far as wrestling moves and, and doing actual moves and working. Yes, I agree. Because 
as we all know, like I said, we uh, it's pretty much when it comes to a Roman match as of late, it's like wash, rinse, and repeat. <laughs> so everybody right. kind of everybody kind of knows exactly what's gonna happen. But but as far as working, he actually did work a little bit more than uh, his traditional matches. Well, honestly, basically because Drew McIntyre is a pretty decent worker. <laughs> But I, I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a good match for what it was. Um it had decent pacing for the most part. I like that the uh I understand you're in another country, so you know, people like big on it. So Tyson Fury gets involved. Uh I love the failed cash in. I, I I'm not Again, bad at that. Yeah. That's two for two. Yeah. For theory. Um, and I hope he loses. I hope he catches yeah. it and loses. I, I, that's what it looks like it's heading to. I love like when he, he runs to. to the side and I'm like, oh, he's actually going to do this. Wow. Tyson Fury drops <laughs> him. And I was like, listen, <laughs> I usually hate that shit when they have like, oh, I'm a celebrity boxer. I'm going to knock you out. It worked here. Yeah, it worked. It worked. It worked. Because here. I think I think Theory needs a good program with Gargano first before he catches. I him. agree. I agree. I agree. But but like I said, I, I like the idea that they're teasing it. And um, they're finding ways or different creative ways of uh, of foiling it. But uh, overall, like I said, it was a good WWE main event for Carter Wales. (laughs) Yeah, and I think the Tyson Fury being there is just because of it helped. Well, yes, it helped. helped. Get over with the crowd. I mean, obviously, he's the Gypsy King, but he's from Cardiff. He's built. I think he's built out of Wales. Yeah, he's built um, out of Wales. He's had some interactions with Drew. Um, not to mention, this is the rowdiest crowd they've had in a long time. Why? Because oh, they're football I, fans. I love the crowd. I love the I love soccer the, the football chants. I love the soccer football chants. Yeah, soccer for us, football for the rest of the world. Their fans are a different breed. Hooligans. Hooligans. <laughs> Like half their chants include cuss words, and they're like, ah, oh, la, 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 fuck Manchester City. <laughs> Go back home, you bitch. And I'm like, yes. Soccer, football, football slash soccer fans are a different animal. So I, I did like it. Overall, you have three matches that I think were on the better side of average, and then you have three matches that were just not great. You have Solo Sikoa showing up. You have, you know, uh, Fabian Eichner slash. Giovanni Vinci returning to Imperium. So overall, I thought this was a good pay-per-view. Jay, are you going to give it an up or a down? Uh, well, like I said, I agree with you. I think that, like I said, with, with a six-card match, I think that uh, half of the card, three of the matches were very good. Uh, I only think, me personally, I only think that maybe about one, uh, the bottom three, one being just because of just how the layout was and the other matches were just better. One was just the absolute worst of the night and the other one was just blah blah what it is but i'm definitely gonna give it a thumbs up i definitely gonna give it a thumbs up i love the energy of the crowd always when they go overseas like that man the crowds are so with the exception of the saudi injured. crowds man the saudi crowds are not the greatest with, with I, i've noticed that. that the saudi crowds are kind of quiet because they're not very emotional people when it comes to watching yeah. sports, they and, don't and have it, a whole lot of big time. And, and it's almost like you don't know if if they're actually into it or they're just being told to, to, to clap and cheer. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> but but with that without that without that, like I said, the, I would say that the, the when they go over to like the European 
the European uh, countries and things like that. They seem to be very into it because they love their wrestling over there. And WWE yes, I mean British wrestling a has chance. a long storied history. Yes, absolutely. And it was it was a huge territory that Vince couldn't really get into in the eighties and early nineties. Um, they were doing their own shit over there. Yeah, and so it's got its own long storied history. Absolutely, I, I love. And, yeah, one of my favorite pay per views I ever watched was I think it was from two thousand and one. Right, it was one of the first pay per views I ever owned on a DVD. It was Rebellion from two thousand and one. Ah, okay. Which took okay. place in Manchester, England, and it featured. Get this, guys. Uh, Edge and Christian facing each other in a steel cage match. Who are still wrestling, ah, both of them, by the way. Okay. Uh, Chris Jericho, who just wrestled tonight, still wrestling that? all this time later. William Regal, AEW. Not like oh, this lineup. That? This lineup <laughs> was so good, and it was. I watched that thing on repeat, 10, 15 times. And I want UK pay per views back. And somebody said it best when I saw somebody on TikTok. Um, he said, uh, "Mania needs a or UK needs a mania." Oh yeah, they put it at Wembley, put it at the O2 Arena, yeah, and do a mania at at Wembley or do a mania over in over in Europe, and I think it'll be one of the biggest draws in in history of sports. I agree. I agree. Well, speaking of that, I, I I love the fact that WWE is bringing back and introducing legends. Bret Hart was in the stands, uh, which that shocked me. That was that was great, and I think it, it was in honor of. The last time they had a major pay per view event because Owen was there, 92, yeah, because because Bret Hart lost there with between him and Davy Boy. Yep, and to have Davy Boy's family there, yep. and to have Bret Hart there, and that that was very very uh very cool. Yeah, very absolutely. Cool. Um, I think if Dre were here, he'd probably give it a down because he said only two matches were good. I'm, you know, that's me speaking on his behalf. He didn't say whether it was an up or down. I personally give it an up. I think three matches being good and then a handful of people showing up that I did not expect to show up made it good for me as well. So I'm also going to give this an up. Oh, yeah. Um, we barely had 24 hours to process this pay-per-view before uh, AEW said, hold my beer and let me see what I can do with twice the matches, yeah. twice the competitors, and twice the fuck-ups. Um, we're going to head into Sunday's uh, AEW All Out from Chicago. Um had the chance to start off real strong and we'll talk about why in a little bit but let's uh let's get right into it jay i'm gonna go i'm gonna talk about uh let's do powerhouse hobbs versus ricky starks first all right uh powerhouse uh, now, now now are we just including because I, I i don't have the uh i didn't see all of the pre-show so we're not including the pre-show we're just doing no we, ne we never include the buy-in or pre-show stuff okay, on these cool, things cool because i mean the pre-show had a pretty good. Oh my god, there was a match on the pre-show that I actually liked. There's a lot of matches. It was. It was. Oh uh, no, there was one Eddie, thing I did want to talk about. Eddie versus ECE. That was a solid match. Um, no, there was uh the the AAA mixed tag team championships were yes. defended between between Ty and Sammy, and then um Ortiz and Ortiz Ruby Soho. and Ruby Soho. Um, there's a lot of hate right now going around on Sammy because there's a moment where he has Ruby on his back and Ty gives her a super kick. And he just kind of throws her off him, and she lands on her head. Um, this is the this is the danger you take when you have a mixed gender match where people can potentially put their hands on other genders. Because mm -hmm. Sammy was able to throw Ruby around a little bit, Ty was able to get hit, 
because it doesn't look like AEW leans to that whole, you know, women are untouchable by men, men are untouchable by women thing. Yeah. Um, but people are trying to attack Sammy because he was dirty, blah, blah, blah. He's hard to work with. Regardless mm-hmm. of your stance on it, we have to realize as commentators, as analysts, that they know the dangers of this when they sign up for it. Absolutely. So an errant throw or somebody botching something, which like Anthony Cat or Anthony Bowens botches a jump later in the match because his knee yeah. fucks up. Um, things happen. Um, exactly. I truly don't think that anybody had any malice or in ill will no, towards it, but it, it did happen. But it happens. <laughs> Wrestling's happened, and and like I said, what they say, they're trained professionals. Exactly. We used to see eighty million warnings about these are professional athletes. Please don't try this at home. And then you know, damn well I'm power bombing my brother off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks. Um. I put this match uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth. I put this match eighth because the wrong person won. We don't truly expect Ricky Starks to get the win here, but I think for storyline building purposes, you have to have Ricky win this one. Ricky just lost the FTW championship. He just got turned on by his best friend. We get it. Powerhouse Hobbs is supposed to be this big, strong dude, and he's a solid fighter and a solid wrestler, but he's too green. Yeah. Ricky is the better wrestler, and I think Ricky should have won this one, so I put it eighth. Okay. Um, how many matches was this? It was this 10? There was 11 matches. 11 matches. 11. Okay. So I have this number five on my card. Uh, hmm. I thought the crowd. I thought the crowd was really good. The only reason why I have this – it's not because, because I, I do agree with you. I do agree that the wrong person won this. One. But I think the crowd was really into this feud. And I like that they're behind uh, Starks. Uh, and they're behind Starks organically. This is, this is nothing that they're, that they're, they haven't done a great job booking this. But Ricky Starks is such a good talker. And Hobbs is so good at doing what he does. The fans will gravitate naturally to, to Starks. Uh, I like the size advantage of Hobbs versus the speed and quickness of Starks. Starks. And you saw it from the moment they entered the ring. Yeah. It was a very short match, and the finish came out of nowhere, and it was just completely flat as far as the finish. The finish was completely flat, which took, every, it took me by surprise. I was like, whoa, okay. Guess on to the next. And I, I just think the, the booking of the match did it no justice because these two deserve a much better match. Uh, and they can put on a, a, a much better match, you right. know, given. So. But I have it number five. Okay. So we don't know DeAndre's picks for this. Because like I said, he had some stuff going on today. He wasn't able to watch pay-per-view. So we're just going to roll through it. Um, Jay, you said fifth. I had it eighth. Um, let's move on to uh, Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho. Again, this was a match I did not expect the winner to be this person, but go ahead and start with that one there, Jay. All right. So the Jericho versus 
Danielson match. And uh, I'm actually, I, I, I ranked some of these. I have ranked the other ones I'm going to do off the cuff because this was very, uh, like I said, it just ended not too long ago. But the Jericho, um, Brian Danielson match, I have fourth on my match, on my, on my uh, ranking. Uh, I thought it was a good match between good veteran wrestlers. It was a physical match with really good spots. I'm okay with the finish. I'm okay with the finish. I'm okay with Jericho giving the low blow. Uh, you know, getting the pen. Danny Garcia looks on. So pretty much Danny Garcia is going to be figured into this, as we already knew it. Matter of fact, I think there's going to be a match of some sorts on Wednesday. He, he has a match with um, Wheeler Yuta this coming Wednesday okay. for the ROH Peer Championship. Okay, so but but I'm pretty sure that Jericho is gonna be is gonna figure himself in on this. Oh, probably. Uh, but like I said, I was throw I was thrown away by uh, having Jericho beat Danielson. It's highly questionable creative, creative creatively. I, I I question that, but the match itself was good. You have two. Uh, one is a Hall of Fame wrestler. One is on his way to the Hall of Fame, uh, and they just they 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 put on a good, solid match. It's just that I just question the booking. Seems to be the the ongoing thing for me in AEW recently has been the booking, not necessarily the talent so much. But I have that number four on my list. We did it a lot last pay-per-view. We're doing it again already. Um, this is my number four as well. Brian Danielson is the best technical wrestler in the world. He won the Brian Danielson PWI award. You know, the first time anyone's ever won an award they're named after. He's the best technical wrestler in the world. The fact that he lost this match here absolutely baffles me. Um, you can have Jericho lose this match to a better wrestler and not hurt Jericho at all. Brian Danielson losing to a 47,602-year-old Chris Jericho hurts it a little bit. Agreed. Brian Danielson is the best pure wrestler in AEW, and he should not be losing to a guy who his finishing move is a spinning back elbow who's had 87 different nicknames, who's won multiple championships in his prime, Mm-hmm. But now he's past his prime, and he's the head of a makeshift of makeshift ragtag group of sports entertainers. <laughs> um, my biggest gripe with this is that I did not like the winner. However, this was a solid match, so I put it forth as well. We're going to go into what I think was the most disappointing match of the night. The casino ladder match. Uh, for those who don't know what a casino ladder match is, it is... Multiple entrants, they usually come in one at a time after the first two, sort of like the Rumble, but the difference is it's it's a ladder match in this one. Um, it was Andrade El Idolo and Rouge of La Facción Ingobernable. It was Penta and Ray Phoenix of Death Triangle. It was... Um, fuck. Uh, 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 wait a minute. Uh, uh, Peter Yuda and Claudio Yuda. Castagnoli of the Blackpool Combat Club and Dante Martin. And, Dante and Martin. then that's right. The Joker. The Joker. Now, if anyone had listened to a last week's show, I had spectacle, I had spectated that the Joker was going to be one 
Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And lo and behold, we didn't know who it was until the end of the show because he came out in a suit with a mask on, reminiscent of Andrade. Mm -hmm. the, uh, he had a whole ragtag group of people, which was uh, Stokely Hathaway, The Guns, W. Morrissey, Leon, uh, I think it's Leon Ruff or whatever Leon his Ruffin, name was. Yeah, yeah Leon Ruffin. Um, and they pulled down the, 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 the Casino Battle Royal coin for him and handed it to him. <laughs> this had the potential to be the best match of the night. It started yep. off so strong between everybody. And this finish was an absolute joke granted when you get the reveal we'll talk about who it was later but when you get the reveal it made sense however i put this match sixth smack dab in the middle because for, it was also for one it was a 14 minute 15 second ladder match with seven people that's too short yeah but for two for the first 13 minutes and 30 seconds i was hyped as fuck this match was great it was all high flyers for the most part. And that's what you like to see in a ladder match. So I put it six. Okay. Uh as as our as our brother Heel Dre would say, uh Heel Dre, I think is uh we're gonna do Heel J right now. Uh -huh. Heel Heel Shenanigator. All right. Now when we like you said, Ev, when we look at ladder matches, uh especially with AEW, uh, nonstop, high-flying, dangerous action is what I expect. That that Canadian Destroyer onto the ladder with Penta that and was, Andrade that was, was fucking beautiful. That was great. That was great. So when we look at these ladder matches, we expect nothing short of nonstop action. When you go back to different ladder matches in history, I can remember big spots from every ladder match that ever existed that could get me. Jeff Hardy jumping off and crushing Edge through a ladder at Money in the Bank at Mania. Um, yeah. A couple years ago at Money in the Bank, uh, Kalisto hitting Salida Del Sol over the ladder onto another ladder yeah. onto uh, one, of, one of the foreign guys. I couldn't remember his name. This one had multiple spots. Like It had such it had potential. Potential. It had potential, but senseless. Senseless. A lot of senseless things happen in here. Random guy storms to the ring, takes the chip off the top of the ladder, takes it down. Anybody can who gets it off of him wins the match. I don't get it. Then they hand it over to the Joker, which we eventually finds out that it's MJF. I have this number 10. I have this number 10 not because of the match quality itself, but because we expect more out of a ladder match, given, especially from AEW, given the awesome ladder matches they had before. Or the last the time awesome there was a ladder casino match ladder match, it was Hangman Adam Page returning as the Joker to win the match to then challenge for the AEW championship. That's the power this has. MJF returning, instead of doing the whole gimmick, if they would have just hit his... The crowd would have went fucking wild. They would have went wild. They would have went crazy. And again, this seems to be the ongoing theme for me with AEW right now. Not just this pay-per-view, but television as well. 
it's not the talent so much. It's the booking. Three-count booking agency available for hire. <laughs> Absolutely. This is number 10 on my list. Okay. Okay. Highly disappointed. Highly disappointed by the end of it. It was so it had so much potential. Um, oh man, yeah. So um, speaking of a match that I feel let down expectations, Athena versus Jade for the TBS Women's World Championship. I'm gonna start. I have this one, six, eight. I have this ninth. Why Athena was built up to be a superstar coming in here, a legitimate threat to Jade Cargill's title run. The match was four minutes and 40 seconds. <laughs> That's absolute <laughs> disrespect to Athena. Yes. Yes. Jade is not the end-all be-all. God forbid. No. Jade is fantastic. She's talented. She's terrible on the mic. But she's not Charlotte Flair. No, not even She does to. not need to be this dominant. She needs to lose that belt. You're making yeah. her less and less credible the longer you let her hold on to it. Yep. Athena would have been the perfect candidate here. I agree. Well, especially now that, that um, Statlander's hurt again. Exactly. And with the results of the other main championship for the women's involved, Athena needed to win this match. And I think you just absolutely handed, a, you handed Jade Cargill the shovel that John Cena passed from WWE over to AEW to allow people to get buried. And you just buried Athena under She-Hulk because she was dressed as She-Hulk. Yep. Uh, which, for some reason, she looked thicker than normal. She did. I don't know. Maybe it was the maybe outfit. It was the maybe, maybe it was the outfit and the paint. But when she's wearing her actual outfit, she looks tiny. But she actually looked like bulky here. And, you know, I'm all for it. But yeah. Tony Khan, the wrong person, won this match. Nobody needed Jade to win here. 36 and 0 is fine. Undertaker yep. even only went 21 and 1. Yep. You know, by the time he lost. So I put this ninth because the wrong person wins. You ha uh, Athena wins here. This is easily top six for me. Yep. But Athena losing killed it for me. Um, like I said, uh, I think I would like this. Uh, this is actually dead last for me. Ooh, number 11. And you are high as hell on Jade all the time, too. I am because he has the look. And here's the oh. thing. Like I said, the ongoing theme for me today is not necessarily the talent but it's the booking it's the booking this was the very good match for it to be a four for it to be a four minute match these two really worked well together but with those two talents four minutes is too short man they really worked well together we've seen matches with jade where she struggled against other women like you you would see it like not working struggle but like actually struggling to work a match this actually looked like it worked well. So hopefully we can get something a little bit longer, maybe another rematch of some sorts in another show somewhere. I hope so. It's also tough that they followed behind uh, a trio's title match, which is another thing we'll talk about. And that's kind of tough to, to, to follow. 
that's kind of tough. The match placement to, to have them a title match right after uh, uh, a trios title match. That was a lot of people was probably going to put as five stars or close to it. <laughs> so that, that was tough. That was tough. But I, again, it's the booking. They hopefully they get another run at it at another show where uh, it's not a lot of uh, major title bookings around it. So you, I need I need all points. Jade Cargill matches from here on out to be in a steel cage. <laughs> I'm tired of the baddies, man. I am no yeah. straight no straight male in America would ever say I'm tired of the baddies, man. But I'm tired of the baddies. They ruined yeah, the yeah, yeah. match yeah, in my yeah, opinion. They're, they're, they're and getting, Jade is yeah, dominant getting, enough uh, to not need them. I agree. No, I agree. I, I think the whole uh, the whole baddie thing needs to just go away. Um, I agree. Like I said, the whole the whole She Hulk thing. I, I'm not sure if that was her idea or if that's a a TNT thing. That that's no, I'm, I'm assuming it was her. She likes that whole superhero aspect. It, it did not work. I'm sorry. That that's 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 another thing. I I did not care for the whole. She-Hulk. And she did it right after the most controversial She-Hulk episode, which is where there was an episode with Megan the Stallion. Yeah. And a lot of people gave it negative feedback for it. And she just so happened to do this right after that episode. So I think it kind of people probably turned were turned off to that idea as well, because there are people in this country who just hate things that are fun. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. But like I said, I, I, I just didn't it, I, I didn't like it. It's not that I didn't like it for those reasons, because I, I didn't I never seen the I didn't have to see the Seahawk. Uh, episodes yet, but I just thought mm-hmm. that you know, I, I like her as her other uniform coming in, just badass, kicking ass, and, and that's it, right? No, 100%. And I think it would have worked, um, I think it would have worked just as good, yeah. I agree. No, I, I, I don't think it worked for, it, and I think this match was kind of a waste. Yeah. Um, I hope we get a rematch in the future. Um, but we both had this fairly low, you had a dead last, in fact. Um, We'll transition since I know you're dead last. We'll go into the match that was my dead last. Um, Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. You heard me. It was dead last. This match didn't need to happen after Luchasaurus inevitably turned on Jungle Boy and then beat the ever-living shit out of him. This match should have never happened. Jay and me were talking in the chat, and um, Jay had said, if you want to really squeeze the sympathy out of this, call the match. Yep then you could really play the sympathy card for Jungle Boy, and I think it would have been better. Having the match here and having Christian win without taking a single bump or getting touched one time does not need to happen here. He he came in, he proved his point, he beat the shit out of Jungle Boy, got slapped by his mom, though. Yeah. Mama Jungle Boy hard. came in with that right hook. That was a hard, was a hard slap. Bro. <laughs> uh, he's the best heel in wrestling right now for a reason. He didn't need this match. I think once you have... Jungle Boy get attacked from behind by Luchasaurus. That's it. No contest. Move on. Um, so it is my dead last. Jay. Uh again, here we go. Uh Jungle Boy uh Christian. I, I, I and I said the thing I said, I think that I think somebody is listening. Because oh, we've called so many of these matches over I the think, over the I, last I couple think months. They're listening because they did exactly what I wanted them to see do, and that is uh, Luchasaurus coming out. As I said uh, in the previous tapings or previous recordings, that uh, Luchasaurus has never touched Christian since you know the supposed babyface uh, turn. But 
I love the intros, the slap, everything. Heel Christian is the best Christian. I said uh, on the WWE end, we had uh, Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. It's one of the better build-up feuds. This right here takes number one. I, oh, I, am, I am extremely interested into this feud. Uh, like, again, uh, Christian is the perfect one to do this, to elevate Jungle Boy, and he's doing it good. I love that they did the swerve and Jungle Boy uh Luchasaurus gave him the choke slam from hell and Jungle Boy took a really good bump <laughs> that I know he's going to feel tomorrow morning uh, <laughs> cuz you can see the uh you can see the 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 metal grate in his back was imprinted uh, <laughs> after that choke slam but um I like it. It should never, like I said, I agree. Like I said, I've said it in the chat. It should never have been a match. There should have been a hospitalization angle. Uh, but nonetheless, it was a great angle nonetheless. It's a great angle nonetheless, and it looks like we'll have more of this going forward. This was actually number two. Not because it was a match for me. It wasn't a match at all. I love the angle. You put this number two? I put this number two. Damn. Talk I about put, polar ends of the spectrum. I, I put Holy I put shit. I put this number two because like I said, I love I like the angle. Wow. Okay. It, it didn't go exactly no. how I would like it to go. Because I, 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 get it. I think that I think that it should not have been a match. They should have called the match unable to compete. But nonetheless, I loved everything that was supposed to happen here because this is what I wanted. <laughs> all right moving on to the most unlikely of team-ups darby allen sting and miro against the house of black jay uh i have this at number this is my number six uh this is my number six and and i have this at number six uh because Throughout this pay-per-view, uh, there's way too many trios matches. And, and I believe I said this in the chat that uh, if they, if Tony was going to book this many trios matches for the pay-per-view, he should have just, just have the whole the tournament. Whole tournament. <laughs> just have the whole tournament. Just, the whole trios tournament, just have the whole pay-per-view as such. It's been done before. It works. WrestleMania 4, uh, Survivor Series 98, it works. <laughs> and you get to put your teams over your trios teams over uh i still think um for some reason man i i think that sting being paired up with darby for this long is holding darby allen back that's just me uh, some people might not think that, but but for some reason, I think so. I don't think he's progressing as far or as or as long as 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 I think where he should be. I don't think he's there. And I think him being coupled with Sting and then all of these other um, uh, trios matches and things like that. I think that they should have broken this up. They should have been Miro versus uh, Al uh, not Alistair Black. Uh, Alistair Black. Malachi Black. I think that should have been a singles match. Uh, 
you know, it, it for me it was just too many too many trios matches. Like I said, it was a good match. Tough spots, you know, they they, they kind of do their things, but this could have been on uh as I would have said, it could have been on a regular TV show match and it would have been fine. But if they should have broken this up and did a couple singles matches or a tag match and it would have been a little bit better. But this is uh Number, I believe, number six. Um, I put this my number three. Um, House of Black can do no wrong for me. Um, <laughs> I love everything they do. Um, the interesting part of this match, afterwards, Malachi Black blew a kiss to somebody in the audience, and then he went to the top of the ramp, and he bowed. Yeah. Is he done? Yeah. I heard he's been dealing with a back issue for a long time. One that thought he might have to retire from wrestling. Mm. I'm curious if this is the end of Malachi Black. Wow. If it is, that'd be sad. But he could also he could still run the House of Black he, in a managerial standpoint. Yeah, like you said, he could still be a manager. He he's a good enough. You can still speak the Black Mist. Yeah, he's a good enough from talker. And he, yeah, and he can do a lot of things still from the management perspective as a uh, as a heel manager. Uh, you know, being the mastermind behind uh, the madness, and I, I yeah, agree. absolutely, I agree. With um, that. I'm always down for Darby, and seeing Miro back in a ring was great. Yeah, I thought the match just flowed well. There were some issues with me for it right in the middle, but other than that, I thought this was a solid match. Which it was interesting that the House of Black lost. Yeah, um, I thought House of Black would win this because I think Miro would get too carried away and get disqualified. Yeah. Um. With that being said, no, I have this match third. I thought it was good for what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move into, I'll move away from the trios matches for now, since there is still two more on this card. <laughs> um, one of the biggest surprises to me of the entire night, the tag team championship match between Swerve and Our Glory and the acclaimed. Jay and I were talking pretty heavily during this match. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with this one. I put this second to last. I put this number 10. This was a 21-minute tag team match. This was the longest match of the night. And it did not need to be this long. And the wrong team won. Now, I am all for Keith Lee. I am all for Swerve Strickland. I love them. They're solid performers. However, the most over-tag team in professional wrestling outside of FTR is the acclaimed. Mm Mm-hmm. They should have won this match, and they should have won it a lot earlier. And who knows how severe the Anthony Bowen injury is, but this could have just killed their entire momentum by not letting them win this tag team titles. I think the writing on the wall was there when Swerve, uh, when Keith Lee initially hit Swerve out of the ring, it would have been over. Mm-hmm. So I put this 10th out of 11 because solely on the fact it was too long and the wrong team won. I agree. I agree with you. Uh, I have this number nine on my list. Yep. Uh, I have this number nine. Like I said, I agree with you, Ev. The crowd is super behind Acclaim. Now, remember, we talked about the organic thing. They're organically behind this team. Uh, So Acclaim should have won. I, I agree. They have not been, again, this seems to be the ongoing thing. They haven't booked Swerve in our glory 
the right way since they won the titles. They've been on uh, Rampage, I think, out of the four weeks. They've been, out of four or five weeks, they've been booked on Rampage about four times, but nothing on Dynamite as the tag team champions. I think that another tag team from uh, another match that was here should have been in this match. But that's another story. (laughs) Oh, you're muted, Ev. They have not been on Dynamite since July 13th when they won the Tag Team Championship. There you go. And that's a problem. So it is. Wait, wait, whoever, whoever's booking the tag teams here in AEW, way to make your tag team belts look meaningless. <laughs> Especially when you just introduced a brand new shiny set of trios belts. That's another story. Here we go. That's another story I'm going to save for uh, for King Dre when he gets on so we can have an argument. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're getting down to the end of it. We got four matches left to rank. Unfortunately, two of them are trios matches. So I'm going to go to one of those trios matches now. I'm saving what I think the two best matches of the night were for last. Um, we'll start with FTR and Wardlow against Jay Lethal and not the Briscoes, the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, Jay, what did you think of this match? I thought, again, another trios matches after the trios titles matches does this no good. It makes everybody look flat. You have the best tag team in wrestling right now. And you have one of the most over individuals in Wardlow that the fans put over. Not through booking, but through the fans. The fans wanted to see it. And and pure hatred of MJF alone. But yet they're in a trios match. The fourth one with limited storylines and no build. Jay Lethal is a great talent. Don't get me wrong. The Motor City Machine Guns is an awesome talent. How many people can remember when the last time the Motor Motor City Machine Guns actually had a match? They said when they – I forgot who was in the Motor City Machine Guns. They're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And Christopher Daniels. I'm like, wait, the Fallen Angel from TNA? Exactly. The last time the Motor (laughs) City Machine Guns – The last time he was relevant – the last time the Motor City Machine Guns had a match that meant something on television was in the TNA heyday. And don't get me wrong, they're two good talents, but here it did not work. There was no build. But yet, just given the, the overall good talent that's in the ring itself, they made the match work, and it was a good match. And like I said, I'm going to save this argument for uh for next week because they still managed to produce lots of action and put on a good match and uh of all people they pinned Jay Lethal to make him look flat which for it, Jay Lethal's one of the best wrestlers in the world so it's like exactly pin one of the motor city, pin Alex Shelley exactly they're not coming consequential pin there and they're not pinning they're not, and then no. and not only that have put him in the 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 powerbomb symphony 
and just deader than four o'clock. I think, and I'm, I'm gonna save this. I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna get into a little bit of this because I'm I'm I hope Dre is gonna watch back this because we're gonna get into this next week. I think the EVPs <laughs> are purposely doing this to bury FTR and Wardlow. EVPs being Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Yes, I think they're doing. <laughs> I mean, it's it. You can see it. You hope it's not happening because I hope it's not either. That's a Vince McManning right there waiting to happen. But there is some there is some issues that that that's behind the scenes and what I've been reading. Because this AEW. was a pay per view. This was a pay per view that was on Bleacher Report and Fight TV. Bleacher Report and Fight TV have no problem with the Briscoes. Yeah, exactly. And this would have been ten times better with the Briscoes because it would have been a Ring of Honor tag team with a Ring of Honor guy against the Ring of Honor champions tag team champions and the TNT champion. I think you missed the opportunity by not having the Briscoes here. And I know why. I know why. Could have been better. Could have been why. better. Also, it, it could have been instead of the trios belts, the, the EVPs could have kept the tag team titles and did what's best for business and have one of the greatest uh, tag team matches of all time for the third time in uh, the Young Bucks versus FTR belt for belt. This would have worked. But and then somehow, some way, the Lucha Brothers ended up with the AAA tag team belts, and they put them all on the line. There you go. <laughs> there you go. No, um, yeah, this match was kind of hit or miss. So. This was seven for me. I'm sorry that, that I, if I didn't give a ranking for it, but this was seven because. Uh, was... So Jay, for the first time in a little bit, we're twinning. Um, this was my number seven as well. <laughs> um, Wardlow needs to be in a better feud. Yes. Wardlow needs to be. He said, I don't give a shit about the AEW belt until CM Punk gets back. CM Punk is back. Yep. Wardlow's already top five. He needs to be number two. He needs to be number one right now. He needs to be number one contender for that belt because everything he did. Mm -hmm. So I think Wardlow's wasted here. Jay Lethal, great. Cool. You passed your prime. Still good. But Wardlow is the hottest draw in AEW right now outside of CM Punk. He needs to be fighting with guys like John Moxley, Brian Danielson, yes, Jericho, guys like Eddie Kingston, now guys like Claudio to, yeah. Claudio Castagnoli, belt for belt, Ring yes. of Honor World Championship against TNT Championship. I'm fine with that. That match would be a five star classic, and it between, elevates Wardlow even further because now he has the an best, actual match. Exactly between one of the best homegrown AEW talents and one of the best wrestlers in the world. And 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 that's what it is. Wardlow is a homegrown talent, just like another one that we'll talk about later on. I can't see why you don't push this. It's because he's not one of the four pillars, the he original. Be. Because he's he he's got a bad back where he's been carrying the company. Exactly, one of the most over wrestlers in AEW. Absolutely. But yet he's relegated to not even defending his title here, which should have been a title defense. In a trios match already flooded, uh, pay-per-view already flooded with trios match. If, if this doesn't set up, with them being probably the hottest trio outside of the elite, their first title defense should be against FTW or FTR and Wardlow, it's in not. my opinion. I know. I agree, but it's not. It's not. Uh, it'll be against it'll be against Kenny and the uh, it'll be against Adam in the Dark Order again. But yeah, 
or the best friends or somebody. No, God, no. Jesus Christ. I guess. Ah. <laughs> anyway, so we both put that number seven. We're going to move on. Um, three matches left. We're going to get to the lone remaining women's match now. Uh, fatal four-way for the Women's World Championship. I think Dre was the only one who picked this correctly because I believe he said Tony Storm was going to win. You have Tony Storm defeating Britt Breaker, who betrayed Jamie Hayter on multiple occasions during this match, and Hikaru Shida, which I thought Shida was going to win. Jay thought Britt was going to win. Or sorry, no. um, Hayter was going yeah. to win. Uh, Jay, give me your thoughts on the women, the AEW Women's World Championship Fatal 4-Way match. I thought it was a good, solid multi-women's match where everybody got to do their own thing or everybody had a chance to showcase their own thing. Um, really good spots. I chose Jamie Hayter because if you watch Jamie Hayter work, she's one of the most underrated workers, uh, not just uh, uh, not just in the women in the women's division, not only in the women's division, but also uh, just all around. If you watch her work, She's one of the most underrated workers. She she sells great. She lays her stuff in. Uh, you know, she makes it look believable. Uh, they actually did it backwards where they had uh, Britt uh, do some things to try to, uh, you know, sneak, her, sneak a W and or sneak a pen in on Hater, which I thought was going to be the other way around. But either way, I mean, I'm fine with, Tony Storm winning. She was the number two uh, ranked woman in uh, for the AEW Women's Title, so I, I'm perfectly fine with that. I just thought I just threw a, uh, a bone in there. Just would like to see uh, somebody else and shake things up. So I check. I picked Jamie Hayter. Um, I got this match number five. It would have oh, been was, top was number three. eight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was number eight for me. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. There you go. I have this match top five. It's my number five. It would have been top three if I would have seen Thunder Rosa lose. <laughs> um, however, I picked Hikaru Shida to win. I represent the Japanese culture here. Um, I always root for Hikaru whenever she's in a match. Um, but I'm glad to see that it wasn't Britt Baker. Good spots here. Britt being a typical bad guy, like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win, even fuck over my best friend, quote-unquote. This was a solid women's wrestling match. It was the best women's wrestling match of the entire weekend outside of NXT because actually that triple threat match for the NXT championship was fantastic. But yeah, it, of the main two pay-per-views, this was the best women's wrestling match of the entire weekend, and it shows. Um, these are four women deserving of being in that title picture, and I'm glad that they put on quite a show, especially in the, situa in the circumstances they were where they had just followed that 21-minute tag team match was swerving our glory and the crowd was dead. They came out and put on a decent show and a decent match for him. So I put it fifth. Um, and it was probably one of the better women's matches we've seen in a long time. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It was a really uh, good match. Really good. All solid. right. We are getting down to it. In my opinion, the two best matches of the night. We'll see where Jay has them. We will start with the last trios match of the evening, which was actually the first trios match of the evening the trios world tag team or sorry the world trios championships final the young bucks and the greatest professional wrestler alive kenny omega versus the dark order and hangman adam page i will go first on this one jay i put this number two it was going to be number one until that main event happened 
<laughs> this is, and I know you have your stance with the Bucks, and I know you have your stance with with certain people, but this was a damn near five star match. It was a fantastic tag team match where you see the elite has so much chemistry. You see that Hangman has so much chemistry working with Kenny Omega, working with the Bucks, working with Dark Order. The match was almost perfect. Almost perfect. I didn't like the finish because I think it may it causes a rift between Hangman and the Dark Order. But it was almost a perfect match. And I put this number two. Okay. All right, all right, and like I said, regardless of how I feel about, it, like I said, it's it's noted on here that I'm not a big fan of the Young Bucks, but I'm, credit where credit's due, type situation. Like I said, yeah, but credit where credit is due, they put on a good match for what that type of fan base likes. Uh, the Dark Order hasn't been seen or presented as top tier in a very long time. And to rival Omega and the Bucks, the elite, uh, you know, uh, uh, it, it was it was it was it was good. It was it was, it was good for for like I said for that fan base. Like I said, uh, Silver is a personality that people love, and people love to get behind. Um, like I said, Hangman Adam Page. I believe uh, it works here. You can start all over and get the fans to uh, to 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 want to believe in Hangman Adam Page again. I believe that the fans really did like that uh, the sequences between uh, Omega and Page. Uh, oh, it's fantastic! They, yeah, they 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 love those sequences. Uh, other than that, it was a classic pay-per-view Bucks match. Uh, like I said, I'm a troll, Dre, so I hope you're listening at some point, Dre. Uh, I do think that sometimes they do get a little bit preposterous with the thousand super kicks and the thousand and one kickouts and things like that. I think the wrong team won. I think the Dark Order should have won. I think they should have gotten over and... Uh, you know, kind of elevated the Dark Order because I think we, we wanted to see the uh, the Dark Order being elevated a little bit higher. They did put on a good match, and I know that to some think that that's enough to get the fans behind them, like they put up a fight, but I think that the Dark Order should have um, won there. But either way, that's uh, number three on my list. Number three, nice. Yeah, it was, it was a solid match. Um, it was not the best match of this entire tournament, which to everyone's dismay, we all know how five-star Davey likes to do it. Dave Meltzer gave the the elite versus – or sorry, death triangle versus um, – God, it was um, fucking death United triangle. Empire. United Empire, yeah. Um, they gave that the five-star match of the tournament, but this to me was a solid four and a half, maybe four and three-quarter. Um no, it was a good match, though. Um, so we have one match left, and we are going to talk about it right now, which also featured the return of officially MJF as the Joker at the end of it. This was the anticipated rubber match between John Moxley 
and CM Punk. And I said it before, so I'll just lead into this one. Young Bucks, Kenny Omega was my number one match until the main event happened. This is my number one. This was a fantastic match and 10 times better than whatever the fuck that squash fest was last <laughs> week. Um, it was a solid wrestled match from start to finish. Um, even though I think the wrong guy won again, that seems <laughs> to be the theme this, this evening with these wrestlings is that the wrong guy wins. I think you should have had Moxley win here to retain, but regardless, I think this was a solid match and it was the best match of the weekend for me. All right. Uh, I actually, like I said, I think this was match of the night for the pay-per-view. Uh, for for the all out, I think this is match of the night overall for all out, and rightfully so because this is the main event, the last the last match of the night. Uh, I like how they tried to lay this match out so that Punk could be the ultimate babyface, fighting from underneath, being the hometown guy from Chicago, and trying to establish some sort of uh, heel versus babyface type thing. Um, coming in with an injury. You know, obviously, somebody's going to bleed. Any any type of match where Moxley's involved, somebody's going to bleed, either him, somebody else, or both. Uh, <laughs> or both, right? Or both. Uh, I think it's genius psychology for CM Punk to wear all white in this because it just makes the blood looks like even more. So so I, I, I love uh, CM Punk's uh, psychology in that. The crowd was major into it uh good finish i'm not i'm not mad at moxley uh winning not moxley i'm I'm not bad at cm i'm not mad at cm punk winning because of what happened after the match uh lights go out there seems to be a a a recording voiceover of tony talking to who this gentleman's supposed to be Uh uh-huh that was great and that was awesome comes out uh, no, then they, then they show an extra. Uh, they show a clip of uh, in CM Punk and Ring of Honor at Ring of Honor cutting the devil promo, and then you turn, takes the mask off. The Joker has puts his back the scarf on. Puts the scarf on. Fans go crazy. So I thought, honestly, I thought they're going to do. Uh, a switch here, which that would have been interesting to see. They're going to do a Bret Hart Stone Cold switch right in front of us because the fans are going crazy. And this is, I thought this was going to be organic. Uh, Punk eventually comes out, doesn't talk, doesn't have to. Body language says it all. Gives the fans the finger, establishing himself as a heel again, which I'm fine with. I love it. <laughs> so now we're going to have CM Punk versus MJF some point in the future because he won. Well, it doesn't even have to be CM Punk, too. He's just guaranteed a title shot. It well, could well, be well, you're right. well, you're right. Yeah, no, honestly, you're, you're right. You're right. It's guaranteed a title shot against anybody. So, so this is going to be interesting moving forward. You get another main event guy, homegrown guy, who's back. A pillar. A pillar. So th- this, is, this is good moving forward for AEW. I just hope that they can 
smooth out some of the roughness when it comes to these bookings. Yeah, that, I agree. That seems to be the problem here. <laughs> that seems to be the problem. Now, if we're talking about, we might as well. I'll, I'll might as well get into this. The overall show. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Uh, I overall, it was a good show. But as we said, some spots in this show was very, very weird. And for some reason, it gave me the vibes of not an actual, of not a pay-per-view vibe, but more of one of the theme show vibes that they do. Yeah, you said that. You said it reminded you of like a Battle of the Belts type thing or Spring Break-In or... Yeah, just longer. I think that they should have laid off of the trios matches so much. The one finals trios match was good enough. But to have four or three other trios matches because either you didn't know what to do moving forward with the with the talent or you just wanted to get the talent on uh five hours for a pay-per-view is a long time it was a very long pay-per-view like had i been laying down like had it had it been early in the day i'd have slept through half of it because i'm on some pretty strong painkillers and i was it was knocking me <laughs> out throughout the days yeah. like i watched like i said i watched about a third of the nxt pay-per-view and had this happened earlier i'd have been <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think personally that some of these matches didn't should not have been or just altered a little bit. Not to way too many trios matches for me, but either way, uh, I did enjoy uh, the matches that uh, I expected to enjoy, and I did. So I, I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, there was more good than bad for me, this pay-per-view. So I'm going to give it a thumbs up as well. Um, a lot to look forward to that's going to be built off this. Obviously, the trios titles are now established. We're going to get an eventually an AAW Dynamite Presents Three's a Crowd, where it's all trios matches all night long. Um, and I probably won't watch that week. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. The trios matches are boring. Um, yeah. Unless they're tornado trios. I'll take that. Shout out to Dre. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, guys, I want to thank you guys all for tuning in. That was our reviews on WWE's Clash of the Castle and AEW's All Out. Um, it is currently almost, what, 2 o'clock in the morning where you're at, Jay? Almost. But it's, yeah, it's, so gonna... it's no, work, no work Monday, so I'm good. <laughs> oh, that's right, huh? It's a federal holiday tomorrow. Well, regardless, I'm high as shit on painkillers, and I need to go to bed. So I hear that. Um, for everyone here at Masturbators, that's the three counts. Tony Khan, quit watching our damn show if you're going to book it. Pay us. Hey, like, come on, man. Um, <laughs> with that being said, once again, my name is Evan Emmatak. He's signing off for both myself and DeAndre Robinson. Dre, hope you're going through whatever you're going through gets resolved quickly and you get better soon, brother. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, and, and this is my wonderful co-host. Say goodbye, co-host. Hey, goodbye, friends. This is your boy, Shenanigator J, signing off. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share all of our content and hit up that website. <laughs> all right guys have a, there we go there you go have a good night guys all right peace